Welcome all to episode three of Real to Recent, a film podcast hosted by three people who discuss the latest topics in the world of cinema. The catch, we have no experience and limited knowledge of the film industry. I'm one of your hosts, Paddy Innes. Joining me is co-host and co-founder of the show and our resident film buff, Liam Waddington. Hello, everyone. And your other host, Lewis White, our resident rotten film buff. I feel like I'm being picked on. I asked you earlier today <laughs> if you were okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. Hi. As our namesake goes, the first section of each show will have us look at and compare old slash original films in a franchise to see if their modern day counterparts improve upon the formula or to find out if they are inevitably worse. Our real to recent segment will have us look at and compare Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory to Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Anyway, should we, uh, this is going to be a long one. I didn't, I, I thought it wouldn't be long because of the fact that they're pretty much the same movie. Yeah, but it turns out that there's a lot of differences yeah there's a lot of differences because Tim Burton's fucking weird <laughs> should I should I get into the uh, real to recent I think we should yeah okay we'll start with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because that makes sense in a small unnamed town Paul, poor paperboy Charlie Bucket observes a group of kids purchasing Wonka products from his local candy store before walking home on his way, he passes the mysterious Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, where a mysterious old man tells him, nobody ever goes in, and nobody ever goes out. This man is uh, described and credited as the Tinker, and I have no idea what that means. Normally, like, someone who just, like, fixes things and takes things apart to understand how they work. Oh, so normally. that, that like explains a, like why... Like a tinkerer. Oh, that explains why he has a big old, like, shopping cart full of useless shit. Is he actually just like a homeless bloke? He looks like a homeless. <laughs> I thought he was just homeless. But they call him a tinker. He's just stealing stuff to st- to sell, like a scrapyard. He's been trying to break into that factory for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, returning home to his family of four grandparents and his mother, uh, in this incarnation of the film, uh, Charlie's dad is dead. Charlie's- is he? Yeah, yeah, he- he's not there. Oh, I must his have da- missed that. His dad's he's- he's gone. Maybe he's at work. No, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I think that's why they don't have any money, because all the grandparents are, you know... Kill the grandparents, rent Kill- out the bed. Eat the grandparents. <laughs> Eat them, yeah. Yeah. Josephine, well... Was Josephine... I can't remember... Is she senile in Willy Wonka? Or was it just Charlie? I don't... No. Does any of the... Do any of the other grandparents talk? <laughs> I think... No, 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 I don't think so. Grandpa... Who's the other grandpa? It's not Joe. The arsehole. The yeah. Arsehole he, just but- mo- he just moans, I yeah. think. Charlie's grandpa Joe tells him the wonders of Willy Wonka. While a great candy maker, Wonka closed his factory after rivals sent in spies to steal his recipes. Three years later, the factory reopened, but as the old man said, nobody ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. Uh, Coincidentally, on the next day, Wonka announces that he has hidden five golden tickets inside random Wonka bars around the world. Those who find a golden ticket will not only receive a tour of the factory, but they'll also receive a lifetime supply of chocolate. While the first person to find the ticket (laughs) certainly loves chocolate, Mr. Augustus Gloop from Germany... What a segue. Yeah, I know. He's described, uh, by the way, in the official uh, synopsis, as a gluttonous German kid who <laughs> eats all day. I expect to see him in, like, a remake of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> the second ticket is found by Veruca Salt, or, more accurately, by one of her father's many workers. Now, in the original, um, 
This is actually one of my favorite moments because her father oh, is it a nut factory? Yeah, it's a nut yeah. factory. Yeah, he owns a nut factory. He hires all of his workers to just like unwrap Wonka bars all day. None of them are, are finding anything, and then his daughter starts complaining to him, and he shouts, "Anyone who uh, anyone who finds a golden ticket will have their their pay uh, their pay risen by a, a full pound." And today that means nothing. But I think. Wait, is this? Is this set in the UK? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think the original is set in the UK, but filmed in America. Oh, because Gene one is... Wilder is American, isn't he? Yeah. I think mm. so. He does okay. say pound, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The third ticket is found by gum-chewing champion uh, Violet Beauregard. The fourth is by Mike TV, a kid obsessed with television and violence. Now, this was a moment that I forgot about in the original, but, like, Mike TV... He's talking about how like he wants a gun for uh, for his birthday, and his dad's like, "Not until, until you're, you're 12, twelve." So, <laughs> yeah, because he loves cowboys, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 he wears a cowboy hat. Oh yeah, and in in, in this one, he spelled T W E B W E, but in the new one, he spelled T E A V E. Little trivia for you. While on TV, all of them are approached by a nefarious-looking man who whispers directly into their ear as the camera is right on them. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie only has the chance to open two Wonka bars during the competition, one for his birthday and another from his Grandpa Joe, who somehow manages to acquire the bar despite not being able to leave his bed for the past 20 years. Do we want to talk about arsehole Grandpa Joe? Is it Grandpa Joe hate? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where Grandpa Joe it might be one of the biggest arseholes in, in children's films. Definitely. They're How... just such, they're, they're such sponges. How does he get out of that bed and get that chocolate bar? No idea. Yeah. Like, he... Yeah. Wait a fucking minute. Doesn't Grandpa Joe go to Charlie's room? Well, in the first one. In the first one. Does he go up to his room to give him the chocolate bar? Don't think so. It's in the living room. Where the is bed- I definitely remember in Charlie in the chocolate factory, he pulls yeah, it out yeah, from yeah. under the pillow. Yeah, he's got... He's got. Despite the fact that the family is starving in both incarnations of the film, Grandpa Joe has secret tobacco money that he's had for, like, years in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and he gives it to Charlie to buy a fucking chocolate bar. <laughs> Do they smoke? Yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa Joe, Joe does. Oh, yeah, what a dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's tobacco gives, is not cheap. Cha- Charlie gives him his money from the newspaper job to get tobacco yeah in the, in the Charlie's or- a, he's an idiot in the original film tobacco uh, Grandpa Joe tobacco Joe uh, Grandpa Joe is uh, saying that he's finally going to give up tobacco now your family are starving good one his family's been starving for years they've got to thin the soup out more all they eat is cabbage soup I used to think as a kid that you know like they show the bucket where like they're stirring the clothes around yeah. I thought they just drank that the from same? Uh, unfortunately, the family hear that the last ticket was discovered by a millionaire in Paraguay. So after this, they uh, Charlie goes to, uh, back to school, and the school teacher is like, he, he's actually one of like the the funniest characters in the movie. Because as soon as they announce the five golden tickets, he dismisses class so that everyone could go out and buy Wonka bars. And then when when they find out that all the five tickets have been been taken, he like does like, he teaches them percentages using Wonka bars, and then he's like, "How many did you open?" And she, uh, some girls like, "I opened 50. and then he's like, "How many did you open, Charlie Bucket?" And he goes, "I opened two. and he goes, "Okay, two hundred. and he goes, "No, just two. and he goes, "Two. <laughs> Papa poor shames him, doesn't he? Yeah, like, everyone poor shames him. Did you notice in the original when the sweet shop owner lifts up the counter and he smacks the girl in the chin I, I didn't notice this yeah, I didn't if know you, that if, you, if anyone goes back and watches it 
look out for it's when he starts singing the candy man and he like leaves from behind the counter yeah. and he lifts up it's kind of like how they have in bars yeah and he, there's a girl standing right there and it smacks her square <laughs> on the chin what really annoyed me during that scene is that he's shoving his hands oh. into the candy and like I'm sure he throws them at the kids but like so there's you know he's a dirty the, man yeah there's obviously some on the floor but when he puts his hand in yeah, it's just like they're all falling over the floor and I'm like are you gonna pick those up and resell them <laughs> of course he is he's proper infatuated with Willy Wonka as well like that entire song is about like he's so in love with the idea of Willy Wonka I think there's like I think he has a shrine to him in his bedroom probably why he doesn't just say he doesn't get shipments of Wonka bars and just open them all yeah, I feel like you would you would do something like that, wouldn't you? Well, there's um no, we'll get onto that when it's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But there are some scummy people in this vault. Uh, the next day, Charlie finds some money in a street gutter. Instead of giving the money to his poor, starving family, he runs directly to the candy shop, purchases a scrumdiddly umptious bar, starts scoffing it down, and then uses the change to buy another Wonka bar for his grandpa Joe. <laughs> Have you ever had a Wonka bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. They're not too bad. Too they're fair. fine. They're quite I, sweet. After watching these movies, I ordered one. What really? flavor? I ordered two. What flavor? Just standard Wonka bar. Oh, fair Came, They both come with a golden ticket. So I wanted one. So why he didn't just, like, give that... Earlier on in the movie, with his first... He has his first paycheck from his paper job, and he uses that money to buy a loaf of bread so that their, their soup has, like, some substance to it. So it shows that Charlie obviously realises the situation that his family is in. And instead yeah. of buying something else or giving the money to his mum, he buys two fucking Wonka bars. Especially after the last ticket was supposedly found. Yeah. And the scrumdiddly umptious bar is huge. That must have been expensive. On his way home, Charlie overhears that the Paraguay ticket was a fake and decides to open the Wonka bar right then and there. Oh my lord, he only won and done found the last golden ticket. Charlie sprints home, but he encounters the man from the TV. He offers Charlie a deal. $10,000, or in 2019, $63,123.87, in exchange for a stolen sample of Willy Wonka's latest creation, the everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> See, now, now I think back on it, these had to be staged then. Yeah. Wonka yeah. had to have pre-selected these kids for that man to be I don't know because news crews from all around the world flew over to the tickets yeah but he just happened to be there when Charlie found yeah exactly and when Veruca holy shit when Veruca gets her ticket I just haven't put it together before now right that's, it's weird isn't it? I've only just thought about it yeah. but he had to Wonka had to have kn- Wonka either known about the entire kids. thing yeah he, he must have selected oh then again Unless he didn't, just, Mike, could, didn't Mike TV only win because like he tracked the shipping stuff, so he knew exactly where they were. So the guy would have known which box was going where. Yeah. I guess for the Veruca one, he was just like, well, the she's bo- a, yeah, a pot the- luck. She's gonna have to have had one. No, now. he's like, well, th- that box is going to that factory. Yeah. Because uh, his dad bought it. Some trickery afoot, which is probably why they took this out of the remake. Where was I? Oh yeah, Charlie <laughs> is suitably freaked out by the man. Oh, I looked at the guy, the guy who plays Slughorn. I looked at his filmography, and most of his films, he's playing Nazis. <laughs> like, I think you mean Slugworth. Slugworth, from yeah. Harry Potter. Sorry, Slugworth. Like, he's in like 50 movies, and nearly all of them he plays a Nazi. He's been typecast as a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie is suitably freaked out by the Nazi, and scurries home to his family. 
Reading the ticket, they discover that Gra- uh, that Charlie must go to the factory tomorrow, and that he can only take one family member with him. He chooses his grandpa Joe, who screams at Yippee and miraculously jumps out of bed and into a dance number, which proves that Grandpa Joe was able to walk and that he left the bed to get that chocolate bar. And Charlie must have known, because why would you, why else would you pick one person who, to you, in your entire life, has never left that bed? Yeah, suspicious activity. I think Charlie and Grandpa Joe are, are in are, it together. Yeah, they're doing yeah. something nefarious behind the scenes. In the morning, the two head to the factory <laughs> alongside the other winners. Willy Wonka emerges from his factory, greets the ticket winners. <laughs> Leading them inside, they all sign a contract on the wall, despite some resistance from parents. Moving on, they enter a candy paradise, an entire room that's edible from the grass and the mud to the trees and the fruit. While most eat from the trees, Augustus Gloop starts drinking from the chocolate river. Wonka is disgusted and Gloop falls in. Thankfully, a pipe uh, that sucks up the chocolate barely manages to suck him up. That pipe goes to the fudge fruit. Uh, what do you think about Augustus Gloop getting sucked into the the pipe? There's not really a huge amount oh, to I'm say apart for discussion, from. Buddy. There's not really a huge amount to say apart from he's just a fat little pig. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like probably like dipping his hands in and just. Oh, he's going all it. for it. He's yeah. like... I'm trying to think what what they actually would really, have really used. I don't know why. Like, would it just been brown water? Do you think? Well, they used for the chocolate river. Yeah. Do you want me to Google it? Yeah, please. Because yeah, I well, they they obviously could not have used real chocolate. Cool, because it it wasn't expensive though. But it's just it Uh was too. Yeah, it was expensive because the chocolate river was made from 150 gallons of water, real chocolate, and cream. Because of the cream, it began to spoil, and by the end of filming, smelled terrible. (laughs) And that fat little boy had to drink all that. Oh, I just saw the cutest bit of trivia I've ever seen. What? Also, apparently the guy who played Grandpa Joe was nearly blind, so he was instructed to look for a red light to guide him when his character was meant to be looking in a certain direction. Uh, but that's not the cute one. Uh, the 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 girl who played Violet didn't want to do the nose-picking bit because she had a crush on the guy who played Charlie and didn't want to embarrass herself. Oh, that's cute. Oh, sweet. Too bad she did it anyway. <laughs> After that, he was like, ew, disgusting. Wait, that's weird, because in the remake, Charlie and Violet have a little moment in the candy room. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a moment where they're all, like, they're all going through the candy room, and, like, Charlie and Violet have, like, this moment together where they're, like, talking to each other, and, like... Oh, Anna yeah. Sophia Rob gives Freddie Highmore some weird look that I wasn't okay with. Looked like she was either gonna I don't him. remember it. She looked like she was gonna beat him up to be. But fair. she wasn't. Because they were talking. They were talking. It's the point we were talking about gum. Yeah. Is yeah, that, yeah. It's like why did you put? Why did you start a new one? Yeah. Said that would be cheating. It's like because oh. I'm a winner and you're a yeah. loser. See, I didn't think Violet was that unlikable in Willy Wonka. She is in Charlie. Yeah. In Charlie, they're all in insufferable. Yeah. But even in Willy Wonka, Charlie was insufferable. Well, that's that's something that this film kind of does that the remake doesn't. Is that everyone is a bit flawed yeah. including Charlie and especially Grandpa Joe <laughs> okay we should probably get back one down the group take a slight LSD trip on Wonka's boat do you remember this Paddy? I do it's yeah really... this part used to creep me out Gene yeah. Wilder was a creepy man there's no way of knowing just of where we're, we're going, going. <laughs> <laughs> as the trip ends the group move into the inventing room 
Wonka gives every child an everlasting gobstopper each and then shows them a new type of chewing gum. Violet immediately takes it and chews it, despite war multiple warnings from Wonka. The gum tastes just like a three-course meal, but as it gets to the dessert, Violet starts turning violet and then swells into a huge ball. She's taken to the squeezing room, and the group move on. It was a blueberry. A blueberry. it was a blueberry pie. That is true. Uh, and then, yeah, that's why she has to get squeezed, because she's full of juice. <laughs> Violet looks weird in this movie, like when she swells up, but I don't think she looks anywhere near as weird as she does in yeah. the remake. <laughs> yeah, we'll get onto that later. Yeah. I think, we've, I think we've got a lot more discussion for the remake. Mm. The tour continues. They lick edible uh, wallpaper and then came to the fuzzy lifting room that houses carbonated drinks. Once drank, the drinks allow one to float. Wonka tells the group not to drink any, but everyone leaves and Charlie and Grandpa Joe drink some of the experiment. After a few minutes of zero-G <laughs> activities, they start to float towards the fan but they have to bip to make their way down or else they will get decapitated. <laughs> so this is a moment that the remake doesn't have. And I don't know if the book has this, but this is like Charlie and Grandpa Joe's, I want to say like guilty moment. Yeah. Like they are not yeah. innocent in this movie. They do like they, they do something that they're told not to and it does have consequences. Yeah, it does. And it's all because of Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe convinces Charlie to drink the fuzzy lifting drink. Grandpa Joe's the real villain of the Grandpa song. Grandpa Joe, wow. Yeah, because Slughorn's not a villain. Yeah. Slugworth. Slugword. <laughs> Professor Slugworth. He's not a villain, so Grandpa Joe yeah, exactly. is the one and only villain in this movie. That and the children. In the next room, Wonka shows the group the golden egg room, where the golden geese like huge Easter eggs. Veruca demands that she has a golden goose, but when Wonka tells Mr. Salt that the geese aren't for sale, that his daughter destroys the room in a bratty musical number before falling down a garbage chute that leads to the furnace. This is one of my favourite scenes. In, in the, the book, they don't drink it. They don't? No. Ooh. So it was made up just for the film. So, I, th I think so it's a good inclusion. In, in, in the actual book, then? In the book, according to Wonkopedia, <laughs> uh, Willy Wonka gave one Oompa Loompa the fizzy lifting drink to consume for an outside test. After drinking some for the test, the Oompa Loompa, for some unknown reason, could not burp and ended up lost in the sky. Willy Wonka screamed for the Oompa Loompa to burp, but he did not. It is possible the Oompa Loompa had reached the planet Uranus at the time of the Wonka factory tour. That was only a guess made by Mr. Wonka, the Oompa Loompa, in, or is he dead? He's dead. He's, He's dead. dead. He's dead. Wonka he, does not care about those Oompa Loompas at all because he experiments them on, on them, doesn't he? He like, yeah. makes them try all his products. and He like, tortures them. He does. It's like, you could straight up be killing these Oompa Loompas. What do you think the candy's made of? Which <laughs> <laughs> you think that orange flavour comes from? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got to the part where Veruca destroys the room in a musical number and I enjoyed this part quite a lot. It's really short, actually. Why is it one of your favourites? I don't know. I think I, it's one of my favourites. Like, obviously, there's a lot of musical stuff in this. Yeah. There's, like, the I've got a golden ticket. I've there's got a golden ticket. But that's for Grandpa Joe, so I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's that song that Charlie's mum sings about... Oh. Just give up, Charlie. You're yeah. not going to win, but you can be happy. Not eating cabbage soup, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's obviously the Umpa Lumpa songs. But I enjoyed this song the most I don't know why it just gets in my head a lot I want the world it is good I want the whole world also I hate Veruca Salt 
and seeing her fall down the garbage chute and because they don't show you the kids at the end of this movie she might have been in the furnace <laughs> she could have died they never show you her alive oh yeah her this is in the remake yeah her and her dad both burnt to yeah. death because <laughs> the furnaces are on on Tuesdays uh, the next set piece takes the group to a television room where they test out Wonka Vision. Wonka tells the group that the device would be used to teleport chocolate bars all around the world right into your TV. Talking about TV, Mike TV decides to use the device to teleport himself, leading him to become only a few inches tall. This is where Sassy Wonka appears, where he's like, Mike is like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's what I say. This film is surprisingly funny. I never remember it yeah. being so funny. There's a lot of jokes in this movie. Like actual jokes. Not walking into a glass elevator. Yeah. Oh, um, Willy Wonka in this one is. He's just a snarky prick. He's such he's an so sarcastic. He is really like. Anytime a child is doing something perilous, <laughs> he's just. He generally couldn't give a shit. Like if. If it was filmed today, he would literally be on his phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He'd be on as Twitter. As, like, Mike TV is just getting beamed across the sky. He'd literally be just going for his Twitter feed, just being like, fucking kids. Stupid. He, he, t- he tells them not to, and when they do, he's like, oh, no. Yeah, he's just, like, leaning against the cabinet, yeah. and he's just like, oh, don't do that. Doesn't he, Stop. Doesn't he smile? When Violet's turning into a blueberry, doesn't he just, like, look on and smile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you, you can definitely believe that Wonka kills these kids. Yes. For sure, yeah. he definitely kills The fact kills that they do kids. not show these kids ever again in this movie. They are dead. I don't remember them being mentioned leaving in the book either. But it's do defi- they not? It's, I swear they leave in the book. I can't remember, but it's definitely been well, over um, 10 years since I read the book. The Burton movie is more book accurate. I did Google that. Way more book accurate. Okay. I did read the book as a kid, but... In Wales... I, do you have this in, in England? In Wales we have Roald Dahl Day. No. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is that a school thing that you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. We uh, we did. Yeah. Just okay. That's a thing that we have. Fun time. Got to watch James and the Giant Peach. That's a weird movie. It is a yeah. weird. That movie. is a really creepy I'm movie. Talking worm. I used to scare. That used to scare me as a kid. <laughs> the Giant Peach itself used to scare me as a kid, and I don't know why. I just used to be scared of huge fruit. The millipede. Yeah. Is it a millipede or centipede? I think it's a millipede, isn't he? I think it's a millipede. One with like the the used to smoke cigars yeah. and like the flat cap. Yeah, he was always weird. Just on a quick note, on a complete side note. Yeah. What's your favourite Roald Dahl book? Probably Fantastic Mr. Foot. Although I quite like George's Marvelous Medicine. I quite like Matilda. I like. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever read the Matilda. The Twits. The Twits is okay. As the only one left, Charlie is told that the tour is at an end but he doesn't get the promised lifetime supply of chocolate. Grandpa Joe and Charlie confront Wonka about this, where Wonka angrily confronts them about the theft of fizzy lifting drinks that violated the contract. Grandpa Joe, for some reason, tells Wonka that he's the villain. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas we know the true villain is Grandpa Joe. Yeah, because Wonka, he goes absolutely batshit, doesn't he? He's like properly screaming in that face, and it's just like, oh my god, yeah, Wonka is completely mad. But then it's just no. he killed four kids. <laughs> how many more has he killed? How many think of how many umpalumpas he's killed? They're like a race no one knows about because he's probably captured them all. <laughs> well, he got the they, fr- they didn't go willingly. No, not in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie leaves the everlasting gobstopper on Wonka's desk, causing Wonka to burst up from his desk in a severe personality split, and tell Charlie that he won and that he's a great child. 
it turns out that Slughorn was a fake. And that Charlie has won the entire Slug's worth. Slughorn. Yeah. Oh, I even wrote Slughorn. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Slughorn. Have you watched Harry Potter lately? Nope. I haven't. Which one's this? What do you mean? Is it Half-Blood Prince? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched that since it came out. Andy's in Deathly Hallows. Uh, do they say his name in Deathly Hallows? Yeah. No, never mind. Fuck off. Sure. Uh, you're distracting me. Uh, Slugworth was a fake, and Charlie has won the entirety of the factory, and that's pretty much where it ends. Question: ends Why is Willy Wonka's office only like half of everything? Did you oh, notice I, that? Ju- yeah. I just read trivia on I, that. I think that's from the book, isn't it? No, I don't believe so. According to Mel Stewart's book, Pure Imagination, the director. The making of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the reason everything in Willy Wonka's office is cut in half is because Stuart couldn't bear the thought of it after having gone through the whimsical and creative rooms in the factory, ending the movie in an ordinary office. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, everything was cut in half to make the room look more Wonka-esque. I like That's it. That's cool. Not very practical, especially the mug he has on his desk. The half mug, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I've just slammed the desk ruining that entire line. What did you guys think? I really enjoyed it. I, it holds up more than I thought it would. Mm. I, was, I was going into this thinking, this is probably going to be really dreadful, and I'm probably not going to enjoy it. Why would you think that? Uh, it's a classic. Classics can always be bad. Like what? Just think back a week and you've got yeah, I was literally answer. about to say Tron. <laughs> Tron was Tron. bad. <laughs> Leprechaun Le- one. <laughs> well, Leprechaun is a cult classic, not a, yeah. not a classic. But yeah, I watched Willy Wonka probably a year and a half ago yeah. before we had to for this, and I did enjoy it. I was watching it with a commentary track with other people, but I I did like it, to be fair. Gene Wilder is spectacular in this movie. Yeah, he is. I haven't seen many of his films, to be honest. The only one, other one I've seen is See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and it's just he brings like such a menacing role to it like as a kid I remember watching it on the Boomerang channel <laughs> so 603 if you've got Sky Wow, you remember that? Yeah I do I spent so long on that channel watching <laughs> Scooby Doo as a child it is whimsical and fun but then as an adult you're just like holy shit Willy Wonka is a sociopath he does kill kids and he just has no regard for life for anyone apart from his own and maybe Charlie well, he only cares about Charlie because he's dying. Is he? Well, that's what it's like alluded to. It's like, I needed to find a, an, an heir, like someone to, to take over the factory after I'm gone. So it's like he knows that he doesn't have as long left as he wants. Maybe his brain's just melting away because of all like, the hard drugs he does. I think <laughs> he might have lead in his hat. Is it lead or mercury? M- um, it, mad as a hat was from mercury. Yeah, I yeah. think he has mercury from in his leather, hat. Like tanners or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Like he has some, um, because in the gum room he's got like dirty washing in one of the um. Chucks a shoe tumbers, into, into yeah. the inventing room. Yeah. I was like, you're definitely inhaling some bad shit in your factory. Yeah, yeah. He, he chucks plastic in there, doesn't he? he chucks a Glock <laughs> in there. He's been inhaling plastic for uh, burn. But yeah, I also enjoyed Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Great movie. Well, that's only half of what we got done. Yeah. We watched another film. Okay, there is a lot of stuff that we can uh, skim through on this because. There's a lot of stuff that's the same. Maybe let's not try to get so sidetracked. Yeah, maybe. Much like the original, Charlie Bucket is a poor boy who lives near the Wonka Candy Company, which isn't called the Wonka Chocolate Factory, it's called the Wonka Candy Company. His grandpa Joe, who used to work for Wonka, tells the boy about his rise to fame. Of course, similar beats are hit, spies closing, reopening, blah blah blah. 
The next day, trucks and motorbikes all emerged from the factory, leaving posters announcing the golden ticket competition. Unlike the original, Wonka announces that one select child will win a special prize at the end, alongside the lifetime supply of chocolate for every person who has a ticket. Augustus Gloop, Baruch Assault, Violet Beauregard and Mike TV all find their tickets. Oh, can I just say that I really like the introduction of Augustus Gloop in this one? It's like a TV interview and they're asking him oh, uh, yeah. how he found it. And he just like bites straight into the chocolate bar and doesn't notice that the ticket is there. <laughs> yeah. And he's like listing off all of these foods that he thought like, he was like, well, it's not that. It's like, is it nougat? Is it caramel? <laughs> <laughs> does Wonka pay for the travel for the kids, do you think? I'm guessing I don't think so. he does. Does he? I'd imagine so. I think if it wasn't for the fact that Charlie literally lives up the road, yeah. he wouldn't be able to get there. Wonka's an asshole again. There we go. Charlie tries twice to find a ticket, once on his birthday, and one is a secret with Grandpa Joe, where in this one, Grandpa Joe gives him the money instead of somehow miraculously getting a candy bar. Is this Grandpa Joe an asshole? Yes. Or No, this one. Less so. It's still what an asshole. What does he do in this one? That's an asshole move generally just leeching <laughs> lounging around I suppose but at the end he does help once he realises he has control of his legs he starts cleaning the house and stuff helps okay, him that, yeah that's it. true oh. so the magic of Willy Wonka gave him the power of walking and then sweeping there yeah. you go he's 95 years old he deserves a rest Paddy but not for 20 years no <laughs> he'll have a big rest soon don't surely worry surely all, all for, like at least in those times oh, I say those times but we can assume that the grandpas were probably working yeah. up to that point. So why are they all so poor? Yeah. Bad stocks. <laughs> Bad stocks. Bad decisions in the 80s. Bad business decisions. Maybe if they invested that money instead of spending it all on crack, they'd have some fucking housing, wouldn't they? Anyway, he overhears that the final ticket was found in Russia, instead of Paraguay, uh, on his way home. He finds a $10 note and decides to buy a Wonka bar. As he receives it, shop customers start talking about how the Russian ticket was a fake. Charlie decides to open his cho- uh, Wonka bar, and would you know it again, there's a golden ticket inside. Customers offer him money for the ticket, including prices of 50 and $500, but Charlie runs home instead and doesn't take the like nine, $9 left of change <laughs> that he would have had. Uh, despite telling his parents that he does want to sell the ticket so that they can have f- uh, decent food, the family tells him to keep it because they're stupid. Just like the original, the event is tomorrow. What do you think of that decision? Where his, grandpa te- uh, his other grandpa tells him that you shouldn't give something up for something as common as money. When that thing you need to yeah. make your way in this world and survive. Because his dad loses his job. Yeah, to a machine. Yeah, they have... Skynet. They, <laughs> they have like literally no money coming in. It's like, ah, money's common. No. Why don't you go out and find some, Grandpa? I tell you, they should just leave the pet they should leave the grandparents out in the cold so there's four less mouths to feed eat them and i'm ass- mm. eat the grandparents and then i assume the charlie's mum stays and looks after them all day yeah so then potentially she could go out and work yeah bring more money fix the house sorted just get rid of the grandparents oh i do like the house in this film by the way the fact that it's always like on a, like a huge slant yeah and it's like holes in the roof and yeah. stuff very cute it's, it's very bitten why no? Why no social workers come to take Charlie away from them? I'm. Do they not exist in Wonka bars? Do they just not exist in this world? Because that is not a safe environment for a child to grow up in, where he's eating cabbage soup. Well, to every be fair, day. why are the police not at the chocolate factory? Why would they be? Well, 
after the events of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, you know Wonka's paid them off. <laughs> What's he paid them off in? Money. Wonka bars. Chocolate. He's got money, isn't he? Everyone's Sending obsessed with chocolate, though. Well, then, yeah, chocolate. Remember that? There's a flashback of, like, an Indian prince. Yeah. And he it's the most meaningful scene He tells Wonka film. to make a castle out of chocolate. That's ridiculous. It's yeah. like you're telling me out of all that time they were building that palace that thing didn't melt it didn't melt once <laughs> apart from after it was finished yeah, after it was finished it. you better eat it he's like I will not eat my palace and he's like well you better eat it soon and Wonka is right because Wonka's a genius as the, as the winners arrive at the factory they're greeted by a musical puppet show oh, after the show yeah I hate it it's I awful. like the puppet show no. you like the puppet show yeah you want to sing it for me of, no I don't I don't really what if I sing it too no I honestly don't know the words <laughs> Willy Wonka enough. Willy Wonka the amazing chocolatier that's all I know yeah I, I think like, he brings cheer I hate it it's awful it's good when they burst into flames though <laughs> That used to creep me out as a kid. I don't like dolls, and dolls kind of creep me out a bit, apart from Annabelle, because it sucks. Sorry, I Lee. never got the fascination <laughs> with Punch and Judy. Yeah, me neither. It was always they were at, awful. They were at Barry Island once, and I saw them. They were like every yeah. beach town. I didn't like it. No. It's really shit, actually. While Willy Wonka is standing next to them, clapping. He introduces himself with the line, Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says hello. I think I definitely prefer Gene Wilder's. <laughs> yeah, they say Leon. Entrance. I don't. I don't know. Johnny Depp brings an element of Johnny Depp to Willy Wonka, and it's kind of fascinating. It brings an element of Michael Jackson to Willy Wonka. Yeah, he does. yeah I said that earlier. I was like, yeah. he's like, he had to have been playing off Michael Jackson for this role. Well, I feel like this version of Willy Wonka is incredibly inspired by Michael Jackson, right? With a the the white face sounds the same the, white face the hair is pretty similar the um the the parent issues the fact that he always hangs out with children <laughs> he does only have two glo- he does have two gloves though as opposed to the one well that's what makes it legally distinct <laughs> <laughs> and the Michael Jackson hanging out with children thing that wasn't about allegations about Michael Jackson allegedly he, just, he, he was yeah just, like, it's a fact it's a yeah. fact yeah. it's a it's a fact okay but no I like Macaulay Culkin came out and said that they weren't true but recently Willy Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka is like he's not a sociopath yeah like Gene Wilder's like he's just he's eccentric and I think being on his own for too long yeah has messed with him but he's he is very childlike well in the the Grandpa Joe flashback scene you see him uh, with the chocolate birds and um, they're the ones that hatch out of the chocolate birds yeah and he acts kind of weird and kooky there. So it, it's been going on for a long time. It's not just the isolation that has screwed him up. I suppose. Yeah. It's bad parenting. Anyway. Yeah, Count Dooku. <laughs> Count Dooku would be a terrible parent. Saruman. <laughs> is it, is it Saruman? Saruman. Saruman, yeah. Both, both terrible parents. I don't know what other roles he done. Dracula. I think he was Dracula, yeah. yeah. Afterwards, they finally make their way into the factory and move into the edible candy room. As soon as he hears that the entire room is edible, Gloop drops his Wonka bar that he's chomping on and runs around destroying <laughs> everything with his mouth. He's like ripping... He's the just gr- ripping up the grass, isn't he's he? He's ripping up the glass. He's like punching the fruit and like <laughs> taking big chunks out of it. He starts to drink from the chocolate river before falling in, getting stuck in the pipe, getting sucked into the fudge room. And this is with the first Oompa Loompa song. No. Uh, it turns up. It's probably the better one. The better sound. They the are. Song. They're yeah. exceptionally catchy. catchy. 
they use them for Olympus songs. Did they sell an original soundtrack of this? They must do. Uh, it has to be one. <laughs> Keep talking about the um, Olympus choreography. But Liam, you mentioned earlier you pref- you like the score. Yeah, I, I prefer Danny Elfman's score to his soundtrack of this film. It's it's scores. Do you think he wrote the Impalimpa songs as well? He did. Didn't he I was he did. creator of the soundtrack as well. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, they're they're so catchy. I like them. They they are catchy, but I, I prefer the songs in the original. I do prefer that. Umpa lumpa dumpa dee doo. And I like I like the recorder that he has as well when in the Willy Wonka one. Where he's like, oh, it's yeah. cool with me. <laughs> Whereas in the the new one, doesn't he just like go? Oh, no, 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 no. That sounds he, yeah. He does that right. He just I like uvulates. So. Or normally just like it's always just one there, isn't there? And he just whispers to it. I think after the first one in the in the candy room, he definitely does that to to call them. Is that a, is that a culturally insensitive thing? Today it would be. Yeah. In two thousand five. Two thousand five. Everyone was racist. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the practical effects versus the CGI effects? See, there's like CGI chocolatey mm. gloop. Yeah, that sounds horrible, but it looks horrible too. Yeah, like, I think I prefer the practical effects. It makes it look more magical. Hmm. Like it, is, it actually could exist. Is I that, kind of prefer the room in Charlie and the yeah, Chocolate Factory. Yeah, me too. That looks kind Just of more like, magical. Like the yeah. original, it does kind of have an off-looking thing about it. it in what way? Like, the original looks like Mr. Blobby, but this one, it looks CGI, despite the fact that a lot of it isn't. You know what I mean? It's got, like, a... It looks really fake. Yeah. And that is because it is. Yeah. But there's some kind of dissonance there between, like, everyone looking like people. Like, it looks fake enough to the point where you're like, this is a set that someone's Mm -hmm. had to make practically for people to... And crew members and cameras and stuff to be set up around, but it does look... It's gorgeous. It is really nice. The PS2 game didn't do it justice. It didn't. Oh, <laughs> that game is ugly as hell. <laughs> the Charlie looks like a fucking wax. And it's thing. so difficult. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> I don't I think to, I ever finished it. I had to I had to give up shortly after getting into the factory. I was yeah. just like I'm getting lost and I was like, you have to throw the the jawbreakers? Gobstoppers? Everlasting gobstoppers? Yeah. yeah. I'm not familiar with sweets, but all those Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sweets. Just so you know, they, they sold the, the soundtrack on CD and vinyl, so if you're a pretentious prick, you can pick it up on that. <laughs> how much is the... Uh, I'm going to look up how much the vinyl is. It's £35. Oh, no. Christ. Also, the, the vinyl sleeve is just a huge picture of Johnny Depp's face. Anyway, That's terrifying. <laughs> um, is it all beaten and bloody? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, I'll cut it. <laughs> no, you won't. I will. They take a trip on the boat where they ask Wonka if he remembers his childhood, causing his first of three flashbacks. No, I'm flashback. No, I'm flashback. <laughs> we see a young Willy Wonka going trick-or-treating dressed as a ghost. He goes home to his father, Willibur Wonka, uh, a dentist, who tells him that candy is bad for his teeth, and he throws it all away in the fire. And yes, his dad is played by Christopher Lee. Rest in peace. Yeah, he, he was great. Grandpa Joe from the new one is dead as well. Yeah, he died in 2012. Yeah. Did you like these flashback scenes? Do you think they were welcome? Or did, would you prefer how the original did it where it doesn't really go into his backstory? I don't know, actually. I I, I, I kind of liked these flashback scenes because you get a sense of why he's so eccentric. I think that for this version of Willy Wonka it works. Because he's so... Weird. Like, yeah. yeah, 
because Gene Wilde is Willy Wonka is just an asshole. Yeah, he's like there's nothing really <laughs> he's not mystifying. Me- he's not about mentally him. like I'm, fragmented. Yeah, yeah. But whereas Johnny Depp's one is just like something's up with this dude. And yeah. For example, he sounds like Doctor Evil. <laughs> Every now and again, he sounds like Doctor Evil, and he even does a yeah that Doctor Evil does. He's obviously no, an evil like genius. Them. Back in the present, the boat uh, speeds down to the inventing room, which is a very nice like CGI sequence. We're yeah. there, and this is where we see the the creams, Paddy. I believe you like those. The what? Creams. The, the cream. creams. Oh yeah, because he's like straight up animal. Yeah, he's abuse. got it's animal cruelty. <laughs> They're like whipping udders with yeah. riding crops. There's a room with a cow in it, just one cow, and they're just whipping it over and over again. Thank God he closed the factory. Peter would be in there in a, like a heartbeat. Film Theory made a video about all the violations that <laughs> Willy Wonka would have. Oh, no. And they were saying that he basically gave the factory to Charlie so yeah. he wouldn't have to deal with all the legal problems. <laughs> <and> the <violence>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading, so I'm just reading trivia, yeah. and the guy that played the Oompa Loompa in the new one, uh, Deep Roy, mm-hmm. what a sick name, what played you? every Oompa Loompa. Yeah. yeah. So he had to repeat the same movements several hundred times, and then yeah. they were then put together. I thought they were just repeated in once. Nope. So that was it. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, that's why the choreography is so impressive, because sometimes that man looks like he really doesn't want to be there. Well, <laughs> he got a million dollars for his... Well, I so. really want to be there. <laughs> yeah. I do whatever I'm they sure want. I'm sure he doesn't mind. <laughs> they come across a gun machine which follows the exact same beats as the original, uh, albeit Violet turns into a huge CGI monstrosity. She's like, she wibbles and wobbles and. It's Is it re- even worse when the umplumpers jump on her? Yeah, it's that <laughs> rising. It's really horrible to watch, like, her inflate. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, also, there's another Oompa Loompa song, but I don't remember this one at all. So apparently Danny Elfman was yeah. the singing voice for all the Oompa Loompas. Oh! Really? Oh. So Jack Skeleton is Oompa Loompas. Plays Oompa Loompas. I'd love to see all the Oompa Loompas replaced by Dance and Jack Skeleton. <laughs> you okay? You reading more trivia? I'm just scro- scrolling through. It's not very good ones at the moment. <laughs> so if I find some good ones, I'll, I'll chime in. Okay. On the way to the next room, Charlie asks Wonka if he remembers the first piece of candy he ever ate. And this in, uh, this turns into another flashback, where we see young Wonka digging candy out of the fireplace and testing it. And afterwards, he goes on like a huge candy binge, where he just starts chomping as much sweets as he can. Back in the present, the group enter the nut room. Wonka informs the, that a group of carefully trained squirrels can tell the difference between a good nut and a bad nut. Veruca, being a prick, Shouts that she wants one, and when Wonka refuses, she tries to grab one herself. Fun fact. Yeah? 40 squirrels were trained for that scene to jump on Veruca Salt. Can you imagine being here in that that's moment? Ter- that's terrifying. That's actually, like, that's, that's going to scar you. That would scar me. Wait, what has... I, I just realised I recognise Veruca Salt's face from somewhere. Is it Charlie and Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Is this... Is the original more adaptation for the book for that room? As in, is it I geese, is it it's, geese in I the I believe room? it's bad nut. Veronica being a prick shouts that she wants one and Wonka refuses. She tries to grab one herself. The squirrels all fight back, beating her up and throwing <laughs> her down a garbage chute, which, yes, leads to the incinerator. But in this one, we do see 
that Veruca Salt makes it out alive. She is not burnt to death like we can believe in the original. Because in this one, it says it's been it's broken and won't be fixed for another few weeks. In a couple of weeks. Does he? I know he goes. Yeah. I know he says. Um, he says the incinerator doesn't get turned on till Tuesdays. No. And then her dad goes. It is. It Tuesday. is Tuesday. And he goes. Ah. No. <laughs> he says. After, he says afterwards that he's just been informed that the oh, incinerator okay. is broken. Well, it would have been better if they just let us think she was. To <laughs> Doesn't her dad get pushed in as well? Yeah, by a yeah some squirrel kicks him in the arse and he falls <laughs> yeah. down. We just two children left. The group get in the great glass elevator and go to the TV room. Mike says that candy is a waste of time, which uh, gives Wong a PTSD and he enters another flashback. <laughs> uh, in the flashback, he tells his dad that he wants to be a chocolatier, but he tells him that no son of his will ever be a chocolatier. Back in the present, they're in the TV room, and events play exactly the same as the original, albeit with a much more violent Mike TV. He like runs past the Oompa Loompas, like he's like narrow. He's like smacking them in the head. Yeah, isn't he, he when slaps he runs two of them in the head and like knocks them over. And then they just watch him as he like presses the button and they just sort of shrug. Yeah. They're just like, oh, uh, no, not my job. That's <laughs> not my pay grade. <laughs> trying to. Oh yeah, the musical number in this one is actually one that I enjoy quite a bit, because it like sing it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the lyrics, but like I can't remember this one. It's the one that's kind of like a. It kind of feels a bit like a Queen song. Yeah, because it goes to the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Well, the yes, set. it's kind of like it moves between the two genres quite yeah. a lot. Have you seen Red Hot Chili Peppers' "Danny California" yeah, yeah, music yeah, yeah. video? It kind of yeah. reminds me of that. No, I think also, he gets punched in the face by a rock and sock and robot. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas torture that kid in that scene. They chuck him on a, like a frying pan. They That's slap so true, him with yeah. a piece of paper. You've got to think, these kids and adults have to be the Oompa Loompas' first exposure to humans apart from Willy Wonka. Yes. They must think that we're the, well, we are a plague. But <laughs> I think That's awful. The, well, Willy Wonka tells them that they're already kind of mischievous. It's like, and they've been living with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they've been living, they are a, a race of, they are a group of mischievous people, according to Willy Wonka. I'm not saying anything. Where are they from? Wonka land. From, from Lumberland. No, Lumberland. Yeah. <laughs> Wonka land. Lumberland. They're from Lumberland. And uh, Char- uh, Willy Wonka is not a sane person to have as your one and only yeah. mentor. Not this one. Well, I wouldn't say Gene Wilder either. <laughs> Gene Wilder's high. <laughs> Whereas, I don't know, Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory might also be high? I don't know, because I, I said earlier that I'd probably want to hang <laughs> out with... I'd want to hang out with Johnny Depp's one. Really? Just because he, he seems n- normal-ish at times. He looks like... He, he reminds me of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and he... <laughs> seems like he could be fun like I imagine Michael Jackson would be well Michael Jackson had like an arcade room whereas he lived, Willy Wonka you know, does have many in, ways for you to die on a, like a ranch called Neverland and had like roller coasters in his garden yeah but you, think of, Willy Wonka's definitely taking you for rides in that glass elevator and you know it's safe because people can see in <laughs> Unless there's like a tint window. Right? <laughs> he's, he's got like a, a blackout button. <laughs> You're not safe anymore. <laughs> he takes the one glove off. 
You are not cutting that. I'm not cutting that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is awful. Like, I actually, I actually think this is the worst one we've done so far. As in worst quality wise. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got some good good maybe, gags on it though. Maybe we should just record it another day. <laughs> Come back. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell, I keep losing my place because I keep getting fucking distracted. Uh, Wonka realises that Charlie's the only child left and congratulates him on his victory. They take the glass elevator out through the ceiling of the factory where we see all the children leaving. Violet, uh, Augustus Gloop is covered in chocolate. He's like, he's, he's got it the best. Yeah. He's just covered in something that he loves. Yeah, he like yeah. starts his mum's like Augusta stop eating yourself and he's like but mother I taste so good <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then what is, uh, Violet Bor- uh, Beauregard is like just uh, flopping around the place because she has no bones anymore yeah. now she can enter the Olympics <laughs> Violet Beauregard is just flexible let's put it that way Veruca Salt oh she's she's got it off pretty well she's like she's just covered in she's rubbish. just covered in garbage yeah. She's like, what did she say? She's like, father, I, w- she, I she, want a glass elevator. I wanted a flying glass elevator. <laughs> He's like, the only thing you'll be having is a bath. <laughs> and then Mike TV is so screwed up that the film refuses to show his face. Yeah. He's yeah. like eight foot tall. <laughs> and he looks. What was it? He was put on the taffy puller. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like his dad's like holding his jacket and he's just looking up at his <laughs> giant son. I remember the CG for that being bad when the film came out. Yeah. It's pretty bad now, actually. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it kind of holds up in the way that everything looks a bit weird and not real. So yeah. the CGI, apart from, like, Chocolatey Augustus, doesn't look too bad. It's kind of like how cell-shaded games yeah, don't kind of look hold up. bad or they age well because yeah. of the art style. It's like Tron aged fantastically. Charlie is told that he's won the entirety of Wonka's factory... If he moves in without his family. Uh, obviously, Charlie says no, because Charlie's a good boy. And a few weeks pass, and everything is going well for Charlie's family. His father has a new job. They have, like, full roast dinners instead of, like, cabbage soup. Grandpa Joe can walk again. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can, though. Back at the factory. Wait a fucking minute. At the end of this movie, when they're all together in the chocolate factory, spoiler, for, like, the in a couple yeah, of minutes' a couple time. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Aren't they all sitting at the table? Yeah. Yeah. Can all of the other grandparents get up, or is? I assume they were just helped up. Or is someone just like super strong in there? Is it Grandpa Joe? Well, we've got, yeah. they've got to be so old and frail at this point; they can just be carried. No, I, I mean, I imagine if you pick them up, their fucking like legs will fall off. Yeah. <laughs> Wonka is having back in the factory. Wonka is having trouble creating new candies. He decide he deduces that because he feels bad on the inside, the candies taste bad. He finally ventures outside and finds Charlie, who is working as a shoe shiner. After some consideration. Charlie convinces Wonka to visit his father, Willibur. Also, that he walks into the elevator, despite Again. the fact that it has a huge metal frame on the top of it. Yeah, how uh, he doesn't notice it. Also, ha- how Charlie doesn't notice that Willy Wonka is there when the huge glass elevator is right behind him <laughs> is beyond me. Willibur gives Willy a checkup, and he states that he hasn't seen... Is it by... By cuspids? By, yeah. by cuspids? By cuspids. Uh-huh. I don't know teeth. Like his son, Willie. He says, Hi, Dad. They hug. Everything is good. This scene is really weird to me because on the wall 
of Willoughby's dentistry. Like there's a there's a wall covered in newspaper clippings of Willy Wonka's successes. But there's also a picture of Willy Wonka on Time magazine. So he has to know He's got the same haircut. So he has to know that Willy Wonka is his son. Yeah. yeah. Well he knows Willy Wonka is his son, because he goes by the name Willy Wonka. But the fact that Willy Wonka on the dentist chair looks oh, exactly I don't know why. I just I thought he would I thought he changed his name. No, no, no. But he looks exactly like he does on the on the magazine he has on his wall. And he acts as a surprise <laughs> when it's when it's Willy Wonka. It really infuriated me. I never thought about it <laughs> until you mentioned it, so I was yawning. <laughs> uh, Wonka realizes the power of family and allows the entire family to move into the chocolate factory where the film ends. But we do not see his dad ever again. <laughs> does he just say hi? And then leaves in there. I'm pretty sure that the chocolate factory could use a dentist. Why? Because all he... they eat is candy. Yeah, but the Oompa Loompas are Willy Wonka's dentists, aren't they? Yeah. They well, he, has a fa- he has a therapist. And they... he has a and he has a hairstylist, they... don't they? Because yeah. he finds a grey. They grew and that's up. What, and that's what causes him to. They grew do the up whole in thing. a faraway country where they hail the cocoa bean. <laughs> I don't think they have dentists. He's dentist for dummies. That's probably <laughs> a book. <isn't> it? <laughs> They have teeth. <laughs> they do have teeth. I have seen them. Anyway, that was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What do you think? It's weird, yeah. but it's charming in a way. It's such a fun movie. I was, it's one you could easily sit down and watch. I was expecting to hate it, Yeah. to be honest. Just be like, I haven't seen this in a decade. I used to watch... Okay, so the way that I used to watch this film as a kid is that my dad had like... You know like when parents think they're cool and they get screens on the back of their car seats? Yeah. for watching DVDs so my dad would only really drive between his house and my nan's house which was 10 minutes away so I watched this film in like 5 minute bursts yeah. so it was like moving between the house uh, find the, the scene I was on and then watching the film so yeah I watched this film in 5 minute bursts and it creeped me out then and it creeps me out now I remember that puppet scene watching it numerous times before we found the remote that let us <laughs> skip the film I, I do like this one. I also like this film, but it does have a lot of jokes that just aren't funny. There's the Willy Wonka walking into the elevator because it's glass, despite the fact that there's like metal buttons on the inside and the fact that. But he's wacky and eccentric. He's high, is what he is. There's also Mike TV. Every time he talks to Willy Wonka, he tells him that he's mumbling and he can't hear him. And then the payoff of that joke is that. When Mike talks to him in the TV room, he just shouts mumbler at him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mumbler. <laughs> he goes, mumbler. <laughs> <laughs> it is very Dr. Evil, actually, that bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like that Dr. Evil joke where he's like, zip it. <laughs> there are a lot of jokes that just aren't funny in that movie, where I think every joke in the original is yeah. quite funny. There's a lot I of do. jokes in the original that I didn't get as a kid that I get now. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you when we're watching yeah. it. It's a very funny movie. And that's why it's. Reflecting back on both of them now, because yeah. before we recorded, I thought I was going to give my vote to real. Yeah. But now I don't know. Now I'm really not sure because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is charming, mm. and then so is the original. But um, it's it's more like everyone is a shitty person in the original. Yeah. Whereas there but is I f- like, I feel like that's one of my favorite parts of it. Is that not e- like not even Charlie is because in the, in the original Charlie has an arc. Yes. Whereas in the new in what the recent one. In the new one, Willy Wonka is the one that gets the arc. Yeah. Yeah. I I probably I'll probably give my vote to real. Yeah. Because Willy Wonka is overall a more 
enjoyable, coherent film. Like, there aren't many mm. lows as compared yeah, to... Yeah, I can't think oh. of anything I disliked. The only part that really stands out as being weird is the the, the LSD trip on the boat, but I like that. Yeah. It doesn't I also really like the bit, the bit where the... Um, they clean the Wonka mobile as well. Yeah. And he's like, right, everyone onto the Wonka mobile, and it drives like ten feet, and they're like, right, everyone off now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... it gets covered in like cream and stuff, and then it wipes it out. Yeah, because um, I was reading that that was like it was fired from like fire extinguishers. Yeah. But it was actually a skin irritant. Oh my god. So for days, everyone was just like raw red <laughs> and like scratching. <laughs> That film seems like they made a, a few uh, decisions. Oh, yeah, wasn't that flower-shaped cup that Gene Wall, like the yellow cup that he eats from? Does he eat it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's wax, isn't it? I, don't know, I feel like they could have moulded that out of chocolate. I, th- I think it is made of wax. I read somewhere that it was made of, like, just pure wax. It's like a candle wax, so... It was the 70s. It's a different time. Yeah, well, Gene Wilder was eating wax anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. But, um, yeah, I think, I think my vote is going to real. I think I preferred overall Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Although my, my one low actually is the musical number by Charlie's Mum. Oh, um, Grandpa Joe. You hate Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. Well, mm, in the first one. The real. one the one time that Charlie misbehaves in that movie is because of Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe's like, yeah, Charlie, let's drink it. No one's around. No one's around, Charlie. <laughs> drink it. Drink from the bottle. I hate him. And you know what? Yeah, I do hate him, but he's yeah. not low. What about you, Liam? It's fun to hate him. Real or recent? I really enjoyed both of them. They both have highlights, both have lows, but I'm giving mine to real as well. Yeah. Although, props to Danny Elfman, because for his score, his score was the particular standout. This, for me, this was the hardest one we've done. What was it, Leprechaun? Yeah, Leprechaun was easy. Yeah. Tron was e- easy as well. Tron was fairly easy. But this one I was actually genuinely quite Yeah, I'm still kind of torn. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch them again, to be honest mm. with you. The highs weren't, for me, as high in Willy Wonka, almost, just from yeah. memory. But Charlie had much lower lows. Yeah. Mm. There is actually one part that I didn't talk about, but it was the very start of the movie. They both open in the same way, and it's with the chocolate bars being made in the factory. Yeah. And the chocolate bars in in Charlie, uh, no, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, are made in such like an ordinary factory way that I felt like it wasn't magical. Whereas the way that the chocolate bars are packaged are made in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like they have that parachute. Like, there's a parachute that takes the, all the, the individual chocolate mm. bars down. And I was like, that is a much nicer touch. Even just packaging these chocolate bars should be wacky in some way. Yeah. Instead of just putting the chocolate bars in the packet. Can't imagine it's very efficient, though. No, definitely not. In fact, I imagine it is a lot slower. They should have just had a conveyor belt, but <laughs> yeah. But point aside, that is like my one, my one negative on the original, apart from Grandpa Joe. Do you have anything else to add, Liam? I want to ask you, Paddy, because me and Lewis talk about this whilst we're watching the original with Netflix oh, making yeah. Rodal films, yeah, and possibly making their version of Shan Shocker Factory. Who would you like to see as Willy Wonka? Well, it's animated, isn't it? 
Yeah. So who would you like to have the voice? voice? Oh, it's animated. Yeah, I believe I think they're all going to be animated, aren't they? Oh, I thought I it was live so. action. I was like no. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, we were thinking Neil play. Patrick Harris. See, that is a good one. To be fair, if it was live action, it would be Neil Patrick Harris, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I kind of wish you gave me more time to think about this. I'm just trying to think. Sorry, brother. It's going to be Troy Baker. Okay. Yeah. Now you now no. you've said Neil Patrick Harris is the only one I can think of good enough voice do you think they're going to go for a wilder wonka or do you think they're going to go for a depth wonka depth mm, I reckon a hybrid I reckon a hybrid this sounds weird but what if they pick like Seth MacFarlane Seth Rogen <laughs> oh no <laughs> It's like Seth MacFarlane could, We are the dreamer of dreams <laughs> Like if they want to do songs Seth MacFarlane can sing and yep. can sing bloody well and he it's can, like a Neil Patrick Harris I suppose but I feel like Seth MacFarlane has kind of a more expansive range yeah he's a talent yeah for voices he is a talent and I think that could Peter translate quite well but I don't know yeah I'd, I'd probably, I would have wanted more time to think about that but sorry Paddy well that's the nature of the podcast all I can think of is like James oh, Arnold Taylor which was he he does um Ratchet oh Ratchet he'd Pike. be pretty good he does like he, he does so many acting roles mm. it's insane Nolan North <laughs> probably, probably Nolan yeah. North or Troy Baker anyway yeah. I believe we have something we need to get to yes so moving on to the news flash for this week's episode we've decided to drop or forego the topic of the week mostly because we couldn't finger one yeah pretty much <laughs> we had an idea but we didn't I had wanna, a, we had a few ideas but we didn't want to drag them all up again yeah so we'll head straight into the news on the news docket this week we have six stories to discuss one of which we actually stated last week would not happen uh oh we aged the podcast oh by the way because like it's alright we referenced that we filmed this the day after St. Yeah. Patrick's Day so um we put out the podcast because of iTunes people who listened on iTunes which I believe was half of the people who listened yeah you'll get it first um, on iTunes no no you get it second yeah. on iTunes I just meant on, po- on, po- po- on, oh, on podcasts yeah. generally you'll get okay. it before the YouTube one um, but those who listened on iTunes th- because of the 24 hour wait period our podcast went out a day before the news went out yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> so do any does anyone want to do, uh, do anyone, we want a journalism course does anyone want to tell the listeners exactly what we messed up so last week we <laughs> discussed suicide squad 2 rumors yeah and how obviously james gunn is writing and is it directing is it confirmed he's direct i know he's writing it for suicide sure squad. yeah he's writing and directing writing and directing so we discussed that as much as we would like to see James Gunn come back for Guardians 3 and to help write Guardians things or like any other yep. MCU movies yeah. it was never going to happen <laughs> and boy were we yeah, proven wrong that's why we know nothing about the industry yeah turns so, out that Disney never even looked to rehire anyone yeah. like this because there was yeah, uh, like, take could you YTC? explain the uh, the story because I believe you do have it up yeah from collider.com in a genuinely shocking move, Disney has decided to reinstate James Gunn as the writer-director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Gunn was fired off the film last year after old protest jokes of his resurface online. Gunn immediately apologised, owned up to his mistakes, and explained how much he'd grown as a person since he posted these jokes years prior. Per deadline, Horn and Gunn continued to meet on multiple occasions after his firing and 
persuaded by Gunn's apology and how he handled the situation, Horn has decided to reverse course and reinstate Gunn as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which now poses a huge scheduling problem. For and Susan. now, for the update, is he is writing and directing Suicide Squad 2 first, yeah. and then moving straight into Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But wasn't I imagine... Because Guardians 3 was held yeah, indefinitely. Ga- it was announced... Yeah. Like a few weeks ago, it was but it's be already written. Yeah, wasn't yeah, but, Guardians I mean, like, production three? Yeah, but he has to direct Suicide Squad two first. But wasn't Guardians three supposed to be the first? I thought it was the second. I thought it was Spider Man Far From Home and then Guardians three. No, I thought it was there was no, no. a way around. It was meant to be Guardians because it was meant to be the first of Phase four, Oof. and then Spider Man. But they had to bring Spider Man forward, and then push Guardians back indefinitely. No, it couldn't have been like that because you can't just swap films around. No, like yeah, that, yeah, because take... because Spider Man. There was the announcement that Spider Man starts a few minutes after the end of Infinity. Literally War. minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I thought it was always Spider Man then Do Guardians. Well, they said Infinity War. In the yes. announcement, they said Infinity oh. War. And I don't know if they meant Infinity I think War been, Part if, 2. Yeah, I think they meant Infinity War Part 2. Or if there's something in Endgame yeah. that makes Infinity War meaningless. But uh, I, they couldn't have swapped the two around no. at all. Oh. I, I, that's what I thought it I'm was. happy. Yeah, so um, I. I'm excited yeah. for Guardians 3. I am now. I feel, I feel I feel let lost but I let also feel like, worried about it I also feel like Gunn did a bit of a dick move because from what I've read Disney have been in talks with him since it happened yeah, for the, they came to the decision to rehire him months ago yeah. from yeah. what I read and he signed on to Suicide Squad 2 <laughs> yeah. so how long ago was it that he was fired not that long it was about nine months ago yeah. was it that long? so he must have like Warner Brothers must have been knocking on his door as soon as that news they kidnapped his family <laughs> well yeah it was actually Sony knocking on his door first because he's making Brightburn oh I thought that was a Netflix movie I thought that was his production company he's a producer I'll I also it thought it was a Netflix movie no, no it's coming to cinema it's coming to cinema is it yeah, yeah. I could have sworn it was a Netflix nah. movie well I mean oh. it looks like a Netflix movie. Netflix movie looks cool though it looks like a good Netflix movie it does, but the productions. We are glad he's back. The production company Screen Gems, is that who's that owned by Sony. How's he producing it? He's a producer. Is he? The, well, maybe it's just producers because he's just generally My got goodness. all hands and. Isn't it art. like family members of his that are writing and directing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's James Gunn's producing it, and it's written by Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn. Hmm. I'll be honest. I have no idea what like. I only know I, Sean Gunn. I, I don't know what producers do. They sort of fund it, keep yeah. like schedules so, and stuff. So he's just giving him money. Kind of, yeah. Why isn't Sony doing that? Well, I imagine <laughs> they've got. Well, no, it's kind of like they they're kind of in charge of the funding okay. to be like. And sometimes they will raise capital as well from like distributors mm. and things like that. But Man, gen- that generally, must... if he's like directing and writing stuff, he seems like a very hands-on person. So yeah. I imagine he just wants to be in, like away from. This was like a very passion project. Yeah, for I, him. I don't see James Gunn as much of a producer. I see him as director, director. writer, actor. Yeah. Well, in in like this 
instance it just allows him to have like full creative yeah. control of a project he wants whereas I imagine with Guardians and MCU stuff he has like well, I imagine he has a, like a quite a bit of power that's the but, weird part right because Before it seems Disney like he fired does him, he had huge creative control compared to other people it was James Gunn's like the control he had over Guardians and how successful that was that gave us Thor Ragnarok and like yeah and like the the fact that the who's the, the two that make Russo Brothers the Russo Brothers yeah that gave us like their takes I imagine it's because they learn after Joss Whedon's An Age of Ultron because there were so many reports about how much control they had whilst he was doing Age of Ultron that's that's because Age, Age of Ultron I don't think was as strong I don't think no one else thought it was as strong as Avengers Assemble yeah and I'm not a huge Avengers Assemble fan I love Avengers Assemble yeah, so I remember going to cinema and just having okay. my mind absolutely blown <laughs> watching that movie I remember watching going that was okay but yeah, I just remember I just remember reading reports about how much Whedon had to fight for that, and about how his like original cut was like three hours long because so like much of that Ultron, mo- yeah, so much of that movie just doesn't make sense. Like you got the whole Thor scene in the water bath that was much longer. Yeah. Uh, Whedon had to fight really hard to keep the farm scene in as well. Oh, you mean the one good scene? Yeah, they wanted yeah. to get like, Disney wanted to cut it, but he fought really hard. No, for that's it. a good scene. Yeah. Get to see Captain America being all strong, chopping some wood. That is a cool scene. He rips the wood. Yeah. Oh, he rips the wood. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you do you think now they've announced James Gunn as the director of Guardians Three again that this could impact Suicide Squad Two? Because he he might feel like he wants to rush Suicide Squad Two to get back to where he wants to be, which is Guardians. Mm. My big worry. I'd say no. My big worry is that. It's obvious in the first Suicide Squad that they saw how popular Guardians was with yeah. its use of music, which is why the first half of that movie is just like a bunch of popular songs. Which is probably why they went to Gun in the first place. Yeah, yeah, which is why they went to Gun in the first place. And I don't want Suicide Squad 2 to feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, it's, I bet it's going to have a certain... It's going to have a running theme... Yeah. I bet if you watch the two together, I bet there's a lot of parallels. This is my problem. Well, this with... well, this will tie into our another topic news story that. We've yeah. Do you got. want to go into the DC one? Or should we just chuck it in anyway? Yeah, about yeah. how Suicide Squad Two is a complete reboot now, whereas we thought it was going to be a soft one. Yeah. And now James Gunn's at the helm, writing and directing, and I yeah. think Warner Brothers are going to give him much, much more control. Mm. because the DCEU doesn't effectively doesn't even exist I don't even think it's called DCEU anymore no it's not they've scrapped it so I reckon it's just mostly standalone movies I think at this point but they can't they've made the link that all of these are in the same universe no they've now gone back on themselves and said every film now is loosely linked to the universe they want to they want yeah them but to be, it's loosely want, linked it's in the same universe yeah but they, they want them oh my god to be as loosely linked as possible so they can all be standalone but oh. which goes into the news about Wonder Woman later oh. yeah do they not real? okay so they they start this universe being like oh superhero movies they're finally kicking off 
superhero movies, you make the super, you make the solo movies, you make you make the ensemble movie really good. Then they they try to make that ensemble movie too fast. Yeah. And they made it too fast, and they fucked it up, and no one liked it, and they didn't like not like it because all of these superheroes were together. That is why Justice League has such a high review rating. Mm. <laughs> they disliked it because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman's good and it's not just because it's solo some of us have that like that when they they go you beat Steppenwolf you are our king like you have shown that you are powerful we're like yes he beat Steppenwolf I know that because I watched that well I mean Superman beat Steppenwolf yeah well he helped but it's like he was Batman didn't do anything. <laughs> Where was Batman? Oh, he was fighting. He's in the Demi- car, wasn't he? <laughs> Just shooting things. No, he he was fighting. I can't remember what they're called. Power Power demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just I think it is bollocks, and I think that just like taking away from everything is just gonna make me less interested. I don't think I'm gonna watch these films. I think I'll watch Aquaman two when that okay, comes out. Okay, I like. I am gonna watch it because Suicide Squad two. I need to see. Just see guns take on it. No, I need to see, just... I don't know. I'm infatuated so, with Suicide Squad. Go, going to that news, producer Peter Safran has said, first of all, we don't call it Suicide Squad 2 because it's a total reboot. So it's The Suicide Squad. Oh! Fuck's sake. And, I, and I think people should be extremely excited about it. You think? That's what he said it? in an interview. Is, has it been written yet? Yeah. By who? Gun. Gun. Gun's writing and directing. It hasn't been that long. Well, we don't know how long he's been in Warner Brothers for. Are they going to go for an early draft? Are they going to rush it out? Uh, Sounds like a Warner Brothers thing. It does sound like... They don't seem to learn, but I think now they've got Marvel talent, I feel like they have to to have learned by now. Surely, now they've scrapped the DCEU, they have to just be focusing on making good... Do you have the Flash thing on there? Yeah. That's coming up. God, we're, so, no, we're, no, leaping, no. we're leaping so far ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Getting, I'm sorry. But, we're not really wrapping up any news stories because we're just starting another one. <laughs> but um, it's uh, making me angry. Well, but yeah, the Suicide Squad is yeah. ridiculous. That's going to get so good. Like, because the marketing and merchandise budget it was, were huge. They pushed so much for Suicide Squad. Like, it was just, they tried to make you, like iconic. You call this one Suicide Squad 2, this time it's good. <laughs> and just like call it that. And then people go, I believe him. Because <laughs> it's like no, it's as, so infamously bad. Like I didn't like the trailer, but think about how wait, when people think of Suicide Squad, they think of the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Yeah. Like that trailer was received so well, the trailer company that made it got to cut the film or like parts of the film. Yeah, and it's just like I just I, I don't think calling it the Suicide Squad is gonna create enough distance if you're going for a hard reboot. Mm. They released it for the Suicide Squad is August 2021 so it may not be finished so but he's doing that before he does Guardians 3 yeah but it will yeah well we're not saying that for a while oh, and the Guardians 3 script is done yeah why? yeah I don't know why he doesn't direct Guardians 3 now and finish writing Suicide Squad probably under contract yeah c- shave that moustache yeah. <laughs> obviously there must have been discussions between there's got to be dis- discussions between Warner Brothers and Disney for no. this to happen no yeah. No. One of our and Disney are not talking to each other. Well, yeah, for him to say, oh, we want to Suicide Squad first and then Guardians. Well, that would just be his contract because his contract was made vol- was made null 
when they fired him. Yeah. So he's got a contract with them to do that. But I don't think like I don't think he should do Suicide Squad two first. If it's not a universe, then it can obviously wait. No, like you want to wait as long as possible for the hate of Suicide Squad to die down. Like there is, there is some weird love for that first movie, mostly because of Joker and Harley. But there is also doesn't a lo- that feel like people hated the Joker? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, I think it's Harley and Deadshot more. People hated Harley and Joker when there were people like us who know what they're supposed to be. I haven't actually seen it. There is, a, there is a huge group of people who idolise the relationship between Harley and Joker. That's why the merchandise sold so well. Anyway, next story. Are we done with the gun story? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Keeping with DC news, The Flash's Ezra Miller is writing the movie script with Grant Morrison. This is going to annoy you even more, Paddy. As reported by THR, this move is in response to a clash of creators' visions between directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who want a more light-hearted approach. But Miller is said to want to take a darker take on the material. So, the Flash movie's got two directors who can't agree on how to direct this movie. What... Just get rid of one. You don't need, like... The Russo brothers work because they're brothers. And they're on the same page. Does it actually have two directors, this Flash movie? Because they've gone through about four. Oh, this Flash movie is ruined. It's not. It's either not going to come out or it's not going to be good. And, you know, like, when they announced the Flash movie? And they were like, this movie is going to be this storyline from this comic book so we can fix our universe. And now they're not doing that. Yeah, they don't want to do a universe, despite the fact they already have one. It has two directors, which is John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. They're both directing it. Why? They've worked together on a lot, on like a few projects. Yeah. So what, what, done, what projects have they done? They've done Game Night, Vacation, together. I'm assuming. <laughs> um, None of these are fucking. Jonathan Goldstein wrote Spider-Man, or he was a writer on Spider-Man Homecoming. So is that why he wants the more light-hearted approach? Because Spider-Man sold really well. Possibly. He also done the screen story slash screen play for the other one. So they've worked together on a few projects. Oh, he wrote Horrible Bosses, the screenplay. I love Horrible Bosses. It's okay. Just in I, like, in I like Jennifer Aniston in that movie. But you don't need... Like, if you've got two directors who can't agree and then you've got two oh, writers Miller wrote something before he wrote a film in 2015 was it good I don't know I don't think it was a big film I think it was like an indie project Ezra then, Miller IMDB I was on that I was, just, I was literally on it a second ago but they don't <laughs> need you, this hassle no it's because I, I read that if the script sucks that Ezra Miller and yeah. Grant Morrison write he's gone yeah, he's that, not that, playing that's what I was literally about to add oh sorry although this is complete speculation it said that if WB decides to go against Miller and Morrison's take on The Flash, the actor could part ways with the project as his holding deal expires in May. Paddy, Ezra Miller wrote a fucking documentary the short in 2015. Yeah. It's not a writer. It doesn't matter, because this film is dead. This film is either water. never coming out or it's or it's going to be bad. I didn't even like The Flash in Justice League. Me neither. I thought it was just awkward and he didn't fit in anywhere. His he jokes was, weren't funny. And his costume was weird. It just showed off his big lips. I didn't think of it. I thought <laughs> the costume was kind of cool, but it looked cooler on someone else. Yeah. Just saying, we have a lot of DC news today. You think? 
Oh my god, I'm yeah, just so are... pissed off. It, um... All right, let's move Wait, on to. I'm not the... even a comic book. Uh, well, fan. Let's move on to the, no, the other one. No, the next news story <laughs> is for you, Paddy, because I know you're a big fan. Uh-oh. It's Wonder Woman 1984 producer says they don't con- consider this film a sequel. Which <laughs> Lewis <laughs> is walking up. <laughs> Which would be okay if Steve Trevor wasn't coming back for the movie, and it's just like you can't have a standalone when you've ended the first film with Steve Trevor blowing up but then you're going to have to reference him getting blown up and coming back and then their ties from the first film which she was like getting over mm-hmm. in Justice League because Bruce Wayne was yeah, just what like what happens to Steve Trevor in this one does he die again and it's just like well because Wonder Woman takes place in 1984 so it's yeah. 40 years and it's just like and Steve Trevor's still in it so like and he looks the same is he doing just flashback scenes or is somehow he so. like preserved like Bucky what do you mean it's not a sequel uh, it uh, takes place okay. 40 years I, after the I, first one it's a sequel I, I have a quote Ooh, from the on. producer Charles Roven when speaking to with Vulture she was just determined that this movie should be the next iteration of Wonder Woman but not a sequel and she's definitely delivering that it's a completely different time frame and you'll get a sense of what Diana slash Wonder Woman has been doing in the intervening years. Oh, so, so it's sequel. a sequel. Yeah. But it's a completely different story that we're telling. Shoot me in the fucking Even head. though it'll have a lot of the same emotional things, a lot of humour, a lot of brave action, tugs at the heartstrings as well. Shoot me in the fucking head. So, so it's a sequel, the, by the sounds of it. Yeah, so the way I'm kind of picturing how they're doing it is think of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. They're not obviously they're sequels because they're part of the same franchise but well, they 4 is definitely a sequel because it brings Marion back just like this yeah. one's bringing Steve Trevor back but think of the jump from Raiders to Crusade because yeah. Temple takes place a year before yeah. uh, Raiders is set so they reference rough, I think they roughly touch on past mm. experiences because he's like I hate Nazis but apart <laughs> so from so do I <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's just like they are standalone adventures because they're like kind of like based on like serial comics yeah and things like that so it's just like kind of yeah, just like but then four wasn't because it brought back a character yeah i'm saying four, four is four is a sequel but i'm just saying just think of the leap between the original trilogy it's kind of that's how that's how i'm picturing yeah she's that's, doing that's... this sequel not a sequel so it's like we saw wonder woman grow in that first movie and she's taking those developments into the second movie yeah so because of the events in the first movie she's a slightly different character in the second one and it's all because well we hope unless they do what a lot of bad sequels do and they just revert them but I imagine it's just like any comic book arc really and it's just like obviously she's gonna have developed yeah but she's also had 40 years of development that we haven't seen Captain America 2 is technically a standalone story to Captain America 1 well, yeah. it's still a sequel. Captain yeah. America 1 set in 1940s. I saw, I saw s- yeah, one- but it's very... Well, obviously, we haven't seen Wonder Woman or no details about it, but with Winter Soldier, it reference, it's all about Bucky. Yeah, just like this one is apparently all about Steve Trevor. See, they haven't said that. It's just Chris Pine is in the movie. I thought they said it was a, about Steve Trevor. I don't think so. I haven't, no, seen any, I haven't seen any of that. He, all I know is that he's just in the film. I hope it's just flashbacks. Yeah. But no, because he's filming stuff. He's been seen on set. We've seen all of the all they had together. 
we've seen everything they did together. Yeah. So it's got to be new stuff. I'm, you... I'm, I'm okay with it, to be fair. I, I, like, just... I like the first movie. The third act dragged. I just don't know why they said it. I just think they should have just gone, yeah, Wonder Woman is a sequel. Go watch it. You'll like the first one. Comic book movie fans yeah. can be disgusting people. And I can tell. I'm sitting spiteful. away from you. I'm one of them. I don't know. When does it come out? 5th of June 2020, they're aiming for. What? I thought it was... That's so far away. Yeah, what are they doing? Because they're doing production. They've been doing... I feel like... I thought that They've been doing production for quite a while. That, no, that was filmed I, ages ago, IMDb wasn't it? 2020. Wasn't that movie filmed ages ago? I think they started a little while ago, but... Reshoots. No, they haven't been reshoots yeah, yet. IMDb released it 5th of June 2020. That's so far away. Maybe they had other things slated instead, hmm. but had to cancel. Because... What do you think? The Batman movie's been delayed multiple times. Batman yeah. movie's never coming with, out, mate. No, uh, Christopher... Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves said that they're filming this year. With who? Think, with Affleck? No. They, they, they believe filming is going to start in November okay. for this movie. Well, that'd be a nice birthday present for me. What, they're filming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing that they're filming. Just knowing that the Batman film will come out. The next story is... The Fox Maxine executive believe the Disney deal is hurting Dark Phoenix. I'll tell you exactly what's hurting Dark Phoenix. Every shit movies that came before it. (laughs) The shit movies that came before it. That already did this fucking storyline you're doing. And it didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't go well then. And these trailers look shit. Much like X-Men Apocalypse. I thought it was alright. I didn't see it because I thought it looked shit. I I thought it was one of the better ones. Oscar Isaac looked awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looked like uh, Mr. Ooze from the old Power Ranger film. (laughs) (laughs) Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. (laughs) So, Liam, what are your thoughts on, like, the recent X-Men movie? Oh, in general. Yeah, in general. Like, Uh, since first class. I've really enjoyed when they rebooted it. Yeah. I, I liked First Class. I preferred Days of Future Past, actually. Slightly. Yeah. I mean, for me. Wait, 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 is that how they're getting around this? Because didn't Days of Future Past retcon X-Men 3? Yeah. Yeah. So they did the storyline, then said it didn't happen, so they could do it again? The timeline That's is... That's greedy. The timeline is really confusing. Ooh. I hate the fact that Dark Phoenix is becoming a thing, because I don't think that... Is it Sophie Taylor, is that her name? Sophie Turner. From Game of Thrones. I don't think she can hold a movie on her own. She's bland in X-Men, and she's bland in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, don't, I hate her in Game of Thrones. She doesn't look intimidating. No. They turned her eyes purple. To be honest, the only thing I really look forward to in these X-Men films is the Quicksilver scenes. No. I think that's the only part people... I like Michael pa- Fassbender. Do you? Yeah, he's I, don't, I think he's boring. He's pretty hot. He's so boring, those I got, movies. I got kind of sick of him in Apocalypse. Mm. And they kill his family twice. It's like, how many... Wait, how many <laughs> 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 well, in first class, yeah, yeah. in the concentration camp... Yeah. His family oh, are killed. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant like the second. No, no they don't bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> and then in um, I missed something. Apocalypse. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I feel like that should be my tag, the film host who hasn't watched films. But they kill his family in that, and it's just like how many. And it's like how many fucking times are you going to give Magneto a family and take them away in this rebooted young franchise? Wait until uh, Sophie Turner becomes his adopted daughter. It's just like every, every, yeah. <laughs> every time. He, one of these films comes out they're just going to kill a family of his it's, it's ridiculous can, can we just all agree the best X-Men film lately is Logan yeah yeah I don't think anyone disagrees with what do you that. mean like lately best X-Men movie that released most of them are bad yeah no first class was great no I would not say great I'd I thought say, it was I'd say a bit watchable yeah, yeah watchable <laughs> that's what I'd say Days of Future Past also watchable 
Deadpool. No, Days of, Days of Future Past was I thought was boring. Well, I liked the big wingman in X Men Three, so the fact that he wasn't a thing. Angel. Anymore. Yeah, so the fact that he wasn't a thing anymore kind of pissed me off. <laughs> and then there's Deadpool. Deadpool was. He's in the universe. Good. I do not count him as an X Men movie because. It's in the universe. Oh. The final story, which I know Lewis is dying to talk about. Oh, J.K. Rowling confirms Dumbledore and Grindelwald's sexual relationship. What's the problem? No, there is no problem. It's the fact that I either want to read it or I want to see, not read it in a <laughs> fucking tweet. In an interview, J.K. Rowling said, their relationship was incredibly intense. It was passionate and it was love. It was a love relationship. But as happens in any relationship, gay or straight or whatever label we want to put on it, no one knows really what the other person is feeling. You can't know. You can believe you know. They're magic. So I'm less interested... They have magic! <laughs> so I'm less interested in the sexual side, though I believe there is a sexual dimension to this relationship, that I am in the sense of the emotions they, they felt for each other, which ultimately is the most fascinating thing about all human relationship. Like, no fucking shit. I don't know why people are freaking out over this. It's very clearly set up they have a relationship in Crimes of Grindelwald. Like, they do that blood pact together yeah. because it, they don't want to fight each other because they care about each other. It's in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mirror is meant to be the thing you desire the most. most yeah. And Grindelwald appears in front of Dumbledore. Did they cut that in China? <laughs> it's the, it's the fact. Not doing that again. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 I, no, it's the fact that J.K. Not only does J.K. Rowling keep doing this, where she she says things like the fact that wizards used to shit themselves <laughs> and magic it away. She just randomly goes on Twitter or she randomly gets someone to interview her so she can say something that gets her in the news again or gets her popular again. Like, the one about wizards shitting themselves was daft. And yeah. I, I, like, but this whole Grindelwald thing, because they're not books, there, there, there isn't the character development behind them, and especially when they pump out the mediocre shite that was Crimes of Grindelwald. Just let yeah. them kiss! They need to do something in these films that shows that they have an actual, like, gay relationship. They don't have a gay relationship. They just touch blood. It's like people who are going to watch Bohemian Rhapsody in China, and it's just alluded to. Yeah. That and was my like, point. It's, yeah, it's just like, alluded to. It's we, alluded to in Crimes of Grindelwald. It's not even really can't, alluded. You They're can't, pretty much you can't yeah. just say, oh yeah, they fuck a lot. And then just like... But she didn't. She just said they're in an intense, passionate intense relationship. Intense sexual relationship. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're two grown adult men who so care a lot them. about each other. No, they're not going to show, show Dumbledore it. and whatever his name is fucking on screen. In an official capacity. Don't just say it in an interview. Why don't just put it in the flashback? Yeah, put it in a flashback. Well, no just one to wants wake to see that. I want to see that. No one else wants to see that. What do you mean? They're not old people anymore. It's not Dumbledore's old fucking crooked dick. <laughs> Michael Gambon, Johnny Depp, get it off. <laughs> 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 but it's just, it's, it's not important. And I don't get this outrage. It's important I don't to get a lot this outrage culture that people are freaking out over. It's important it's like, to a lot of people. It's even it, in and the then trailer people, for are going to Wall. Yeah, and then people were telling her that she's wrong. It's like, it's her fucking universe and her characters. And it's just like, I saw... <laughs> universe where people shit on the floor and magic it away. <laughs> yeah, because it was like... Pants. I, I saw an <laughs> argument recently where people were arguing... Some person was like commenting on Frank Oz who done the puppetry and voice for... Oh, I saw this. Yoza. And he was, and he was like 
basically explaining about the character and some fan was yeah. like you don't know anything like you may have done he's like you may have worked and done the voice and the, all the puppetry but we lived with him but we watched countless more hours with him so we know more about Yoda than you do and it's just like why are you so fucking dense yeah. <laughs> it's just like what why what makes you so more entitled obviously he didn't write the lines and understand yeah. like he was just there to do a fucking puppet yeah. not do a fucking puppet but <laughs> George Lucas would know more about the character don't, and it's let, just like... don't let him don't let him if George Lucas did what what J.K. Rowland does no he won't Star, Star Wars would be fucking ruined <laughs> more than it already is like this isn't just a law issue with Harry Potter because the law of Harry Potter is fucking wank anyway but this is also like it's a representation issue where people want like you don't get to see these relationships fleshed out in big movies. Like sure we have movies like um, Love Simon, which is a great movie by the way, made me cry. But you don't get to see it in a movie as big as Fantastic Beasts, despite the fact that the movie's a bit shit. The second one's shit. The first yeah, one, the first one's pretty I like, decent. I like the first, first one quite a lot. The first one's okay until the third act, but they just ruin it really. And then there's the. The second one. Which I don't is, know. Maybe they'll second, expand on it more. Fantastic Beasts and Crimes yeah, we're Against get, Cinema. We're getting three more of these films. The, yeah. They better expand on something. Yeah. yeah. But will Johnny Depp kiss a, kiss a guy? Probably. It's not kissing Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that. <laughs> You're on fire, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if it means that much to her that she's going to go out and say it and people freak out enough, I'm sure she's going to give in... Because she's writing the films now, isn't she? So yeah, like, she's a she's a sole she's screenwriter. Because they were like she well, makes all the decisions for starring now. Well, we'll look at the Metacritic score, and they're quite low. But then the money is so high. Because <laughs> anyone, I mean, it's not you, Harry Potter high. Yeah, you stick it, it's a high. Wizarding World tag on it. Everyone's going to go see it. Do do all you got to do is have the. That's not even in there. There you go, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Let's get it on. With. Grindelwald. You've achieved your mission. You've been spoken about in a capacity unreal to recent. There you go. She'll never listen to this. She might do. She's probably a big fan. Yeah. She um, loves Tron and Spy Kids. Not a big fan of Leprechaun, though. No. Loves Leprechaun Returns, though. Yeah. It's a favourite movie, I heard. <laughs> so that marks the end of episode three of Real to Recent. If you have made it this far, don't. Don't do it again. No, do it every time. <laughs> don't fucking tell them to do it again. Thank you. Although I cut it down, so you're not going to get the two-hour version. You're probably going to get the one minute. Are they going to get one hour and a half? And we should have a Patreon so they can have the Innis cut. <laughs> We're Fuck. not like Warner Brothers. We should set up a Patreon at some point. The Innis cut. We'd all like to thank you for listening to our nonsensical ramblings. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Real Two Recent. That's R E L Number Two Recent subscribe to the RSS feed on iTunes and other podcast applications and subscribe to the YouTube channel please because we haven't gotten it yet <laughs> I've been one of your hosts Paddy Innes joined by Liam Waddington Bavel and Lewis White I'm just I'm so tired as our tradition do you guys have anything you want to plug no I do want to talk about what we're doing next Paddy because I know it excites you Yes, the real to recent next week is Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread versus Carl Urban's. Urban's 2012 Dread. Thank you very much for watching <laughs> and goodbye.